Ben Roethlisberger on the sideline for the baseball camp as Mason Rudolph leads the offense out onto the field. That is uh, one quarterback shakeup, something uh, that uh, you know, we're going to be feeling that one across the league for a while here. Uh, Big Ben is going to be out for the year, guys. Uh, stunning development here. Uh, you got to the Steelers are real. And, uh, welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. Uh, coming in here uh, with our Week 3 Picks episode, but first... Uh, Definitely got some news and notes for you. Biggest fallout from Week Two's action has to be the quarterback injuries. Uh, Going to turn it over to Robbie and Adam here. Uh, Robbie, let's go to you first. Um, we'll start with Big Ben. What do you think the fallout is here for the Steelers? I mean, that's going to hurt. Uh, but I think Mason Rudolph, he, he played the part pretty well on Sunday coming in. Big Ben, oh, man, he just looked and like a lot of pain. I don't blame him. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he retires after all this is said and done. Nah, he said he's coming back. You, you think so? I mean, he, he came out and said that. He actually like, yeah, came yeah, out and said that. I must have missed that one. But... Yeah, he, he ain't going anywhere. He's big man. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. He's got but... AB to prove wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much petty going on in, in between those two. But <laughs> Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh yeah, not good for the Steelers at all this year. You can pretty much put a fork in. And I mean, I think their defense is getting better. Pretty young defense. I mean, without Big Ben, you got Juju, James Conner, a bad O line. I, I I don't think he got enough to you know fuel a winning team there, especially with a defense that isn't that good. Uh, so I I think this might be a year the Steelers realize they're going to get a high pick and then just sort of you know. Just maybe win three, four games. Well, while we're on the Steelers, um, let's let's uh, keep it here with the other big news of the week so far. Uh, Steelers traded a uh, first-round pick to the Miami Dolphins as the Dolphins continued their fire sale uh, to acquire Minka Fitzpatrick. So, Adam, I'll keep it with you. Um, we've kind of talked about how that's a secondary that um, is kind of lacking a little bit of talent outside of uh, Joe Hayden. Uh, what do you think, uh, what kind of immediate impact does this have for the Steelers defense? Wait a second. Was it a 2020 pick or 2021 pick for me? I thought it was 2020. I remember 2020, but, oh, well then, uh, dang it. They're not going to be that good. I, I, I don't know. I don't like that trade for the Steelers. Uh, yeah. Dang. Um, I mean, as far as make it and I mean, he, He's gonna make a he's gonna make a de- difference on that defense. I I still think that, you know they're they're middle of the road at best. But uh, dang, I, I don't know about trading this year's first for for Minka. Yeah, I mean, I it's, mean it's, it's you, definitely bold. Yeah, I mean I don't know after you lose your what, quarterback. What, how much? How many wins do you, you guys think they're getting this year? Well, I think that under is hitting. What, yeah. what was it? It was like eight and a half, maybe yeah. nine. It, I definitely think it's hitting. So it's not gonna be. Uh, a low first rounder. It's, it might be a pretty valuable one. I think they'll probably wind up around six wins in the ballpark. I think there. that's about fair. Yeah. Um, other quarterback injury. Uh, big news here. Drew Brees uh, injured his thumb against the Rams over the weekend. He's going to be out at least six weeks. Guys, this is uh, this has a lot of impact on a lot of big uh, names in fantasy, and obviously, um, you know, on Sundays the Saints are 
uh, Super Bowl contenders. So the question is, you know, can they hold water until Breeze is able to return? Robbie, what are your thoughts? I mean, Teddy, he, he didn't come in that great in replacement, but I, I think moving forward he's going to be all right. Um, Sean Payton, I think, is going to come out with the game plan to him. And honestly, he could be very streamable against the Seahawks' uh, very weak secondary this week. So um, I think he could be a solid moving forward for the Saints. I mean, it's obviously a big blow when you lose Drew Brees, but I think they could be all right. Yeah, I think they're going to be – I mean, I, I think they're going to be fine. Um, you're talking about one of the more talented teams in the NFC – and I guess today they came out that they're going to be running a two-quarterback system with him and Taysom Hill. Um, I'm excited to see that, even if it's like 75 Teddy, 25 Taysom. But, uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a coaching staff that can get creative, and uh, I think they're, they're well-equipped to sort of handle that injury. And I that, bet Drew Brees comes back a week or two earlier than forecasted because he's a boss. That, uh, that game on uh, Sunday is going to be really interesting to watch. You're going to be um, – Kind of, I'll be glued to the TV at least watching a Saints team that is, you know, already pretty run heavy, but now they're even going to be forced to lean on it even more now that Breeze is out versus the Seattle Seahawks, uh, team that also loves to run the ball. Uh, you know, that that game's going to move pretty quick. It's going to be a defensive slugfest. Uh, you know, hard nosed style football. So I'm definitely interested to watch that, and we'll get into uh, we'll get into that game more a little bit later on, but. Uh, I think now is a good time, guys. Why don't we uh, take a step back and do our uh, week two recap? I'm interested to know uh, what were the uh, big surprises from week two uh, that you guys uh, saw. Robbie, we'll start with you. Well, for me, I was kind of surprised by the Steelers in the fact that once Big Ben went down, they were able to rally around, and they actually made a good um, push back in that second half. Uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by Mason Rudolph and – I think they could be all right going forward. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the same as Big Ben, but um, it, it looked pretty pro- promising. Yeah, I'd say my biggest surprise was the Atlanta Falcons this week on Sunday Night Football. Um, there was a home game for them. Uh, Might have been a mu- not too early for a must win, but it, it, they really needed to win that game. They came out. They were really physical, something that they didn't show that they were week one against the Vikings. Um, really beat up on on. The Eagles, they had guys flying in and out of the lineup, hurt. Um, and, you know, Matt Ryan threw three picks, and they still won this game. So I I think this was a promising sign for the Falcons going forward. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm uh, my big surprise for the weekend was really the Detroit Lions. I thought uh, at home they had a really tough challenge with the uh, Chargers coming to town. And, you know, the Lions, they, they stuck with that kind of Patricia formula where – uh, they played really good defense, and uh, you know they ran the ball really well. I was really impressed with their running game. Uh, on Johnson had a big game, and uh, Ty Johnson as well uh, looked really strong in that game. So it uh, looks like they have uh, multiple capable running backs there, a uh, good system to keep guys fresh. And you know if that can continue, Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay working play action downfield. I, I you know I think there's some upside here. I was really impressed with. Uh, how the Lions, uh, you know, stayed poised in that game. There was, uh, you know, several missed kicks, um, you know. So uh, that was a game in, in years past that I've seen the Lions lose countless times. So uh, to see them get the win, uh, it, it made me take notice. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, go guys. Uh, one team that really disappointed me and uh, you know hurt our uh, checkbook uh, a little bit last week on the betting side was the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we were all believing that this team could uh, handle the 49ers at home, and they just laid an egg. Uh, they were horrible. That defense couldn't stop anybody. Uh, they had no answer for the likes of Matt Breda or uh, Raheem Mostert. Uh, made those guys look like superstars. Guys were uh, they're blown coverages down the field. Marquise Goodwin's left wide open. Offense moved the ball somewhat, but wasn't uh, nearly prolific enough to keep up with the, the Niners on that day. So really disappointed uh, on how the Bengals uh, showed up in the home opener after a good uh, showing in Seattle in the road week one. Yeah, I agree. Bengals, Bengals sort of screwed us there. Not a good performance. Um, you know, my my biggest week one sort of dud was the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night. They uh, they really laid a dud at home, uh, dud at home um, against the Bucks. Bucks came in there, didn't really look too great offensively. I mean, Jameis had 200 yards. They ran the ball for 100. But it was the way they came through 51 passes and just looked looked like he was injured. I, I know it came out that today that he might he might not play this week. Probably shouldn't. I, I don't if he's gonna play like that, he might as well just take him out. But uh yeah, I was I was you know, McCaffrey two point three a carry. It, yeah, this team just could not really do much outside of throwing a Greg Olson and uh Curtis Handel, DJ Moore. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with another team that lost quarterback during the game and that's the New Orleans Saints. They didn't once Breeze went out, they they just didn't look like a good unit and I expected at least a little better, uh, a little more competition going against those Rams, especially when this had so much meaning for them after that uh, playoff game. So I I was kind of disappointed, and it it was a poor performance by them overall. All right, guys, uh, let's move on to our uh, recap of our Week 2 locks. So uh, unfortunate for me, I I, uh, kind of prefaced this earlier, I had the Bengals minus two and a half. I, I really thought they were going to be strong at home against uh, the 49ers, but it so could have been I further wished. from the truth. Yeah, uh, just a bad pick. So we're going to have to rebound. But, uh, Robbie, uh, you fared a little bit better. You know, it, it it was looking very questionable at halftime because there was just both teams in that Seahawks-Steelers games. They were, they were not scoring points. And then second half, they came out firing they hit that over 46 and a half easily and, you know, feeling pretty good about that one. Well, we can only have one guy who knows what they're doing here. Uh, Adam, you, you fared similar as me. Yeah, uh, bad beat here, bad beat. Uh, had the over in the Cardinals-Ravens game. No. Oh, I missed. Yeah, Ravens taking knees inside the 10-yard line with two minutes left. Ah, it, was, it was close. It was close. <laughs> it was, it was felt, close. The, wallet, the wallet felt that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, time for our next segment. Uh, we're we're going to keep this going. It is Fugazi or For Real. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a... F- <laughs> All right, uh, guys, uh, Adam, why don't you start us off here? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure how much question this is for Fugazi or For Real for most people, but I go with Chris Godwin. Um, you know, this, this offense really hasn't looked that good yet he's he's dominating out there um and i think his upside can is almost as high as mike evans if not more at this point uh he seems to have a good rapport with them 
with Jameis and you know the sky's the limit for this guy, I believe. So I'm 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 liking it. All right, Robbie, uh, you you got uh, one of them San Francisco running backs is your yeah Raheem uh, Mostert. He had uh, absolutely a great game. Thirteen attempts, eighty three rushing yards, uh, sixty eight receiving yards off three receptions, a touchdown to top that off and. Um, I picked him because if you look at the stat line, um, he actually uh, had out-snapped Breida 47% to 29%. So you might be thinking, um, you know, maybe this is becoming Mostert's backfield. Uh, he also out-targeted Breida 41.7% to 16.7%. But I'm saying this is a Fugazi because I think it's still Breida's backfield. Mostert, seven of his 13 carries were in the fourth quarter. And Brita didn't even see the field in the fourth quarter because they're up so much. They Why risk the guy who's always injured to send him out there in a game that's already done? So this is still Brita's backfield. Don't overreact too much to this. Fugazi. <laughs> you, you, t- you tell me he's not a most start? Not a most start. <laughs> uh, for me, guys, I uh, I went up to the, uh, the Great White North. Um, that uh, Green Bay Vikings game, uh, Aaron Jones uh, looked real sharp. He had over 100 yards rushing against that uh, tough uh, Vikings defense. Was very involved in the passing game as well. Um, I, I'm thinking this is for real. Uh, I know um, uh, LaFleur came out today and he w- indicated that he wants to see a pretty near split with uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. I almost think Aaron Jones is more like Kamara Light, though, where he might be more effective with the less touches, and he's very strong with the ball. Uh, you know, creates dynamic plays. I think the added rest could could be strong with him. I I'm I want people not to be uh, frightened of this news, not to go thinking that they need to sell high on Aaron Jones. I could expect him to continue to put up solid fantasy numbers. I completely agree with that. All right, um, guys, let's get into our uh, our bust here on the Fugazi for real side. So, Robbie, you uh, you got somebody out of that Thursday night game. Complete goose egg out of O.J. Howard. And as much as I would want to say that this is a Fugazi, I'm almost leaning that this might be for real just because, you know, I coming into the season, I really believed in the talent of O.J. Howard, but I – don't think there's talent in that offensive line, and he's been used a lot as with his uh, blocking ability in that sense. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna still give him another week chance. Uh, he can't, uh, Bruce Arians. I know he came out that Friday after saying that OJ Howard just hasn't been good, um, and recently he said that OJ's gonna get his targets. So I'm gonna hold out hope one more week just for him, but. I think this might be a bad trend for OJ's Howard season. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, you know that was that was such a weird game, but you would have thought he would have got some sort of involvement there. It was a tight game. They were actually, you know, they were sticking with the uh, the passing game. So very interesting to see, uh, you know, him get no involvement there. But uh, Adam, uh, where are you going with your bust? I'm going uh, with the guy I'm wearing a jersey of right now, Joe Mixon. Okay. Just, I mean, he was awful this week. Last week he got hurt, but he wasn't really too effective before he got hurt. Um, you know, this, well, I think what concerns me the most is the offensive line. They they look brutal. Um, 
they can't, they can't block anybody. I mean, they're going against the 49ers who have a decent front, at least full of first round picks. Um, and then the Seahawks, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm straight concerned for Joe. He's really got, he's really got to get it going. Um, you know, that he had some calls that got a couple good runs. He got called back on holds. Uh, but that's no excuse because, you know, the offensive line is bad regardless. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this might be for real for Joe. Really? I'm, wow. I'm concerned. Wow. I'm concerned. Wow. Maybe until AJ Green gets back where they can add another weapon to that offense, but he's not looking that good. God, I thought, I thought that was more, you're going to go with Fugazi because of he's got, there was maybe what, three, four runs that were called back because of penalties. And, you know, he's, he's just coming off this ankle injury. I, didn't really expect him to have a good game to begin with, but I'm I'm kind of surprised you're yeah I did a concerned about that. Has me okay. really concerned. I th- I think it bounce back later in the year, but he's got to get it going soon. We might need to talk trades. <laughs> <laughs> For me, guys, uh, my guy is Kirk Cousins, and uh, you know this is uh, this is two straight weeks of uh, pretty meager output here. Kirk Cousins did not look great against that Green Bay defense last week. Uh, was 14 for 32, so under 50% completion percentage. Uh, only 230 yards through two picks. Did have a touchdown to go along with it. But, guys, you know, the Packers got up on them 21 nothing, and the Vikings still stayed with the run. That's very clearly their game plan. They're, they're trying to be a run-first team even on Cousins' good days, I don't think the volume is going to be there enough to give you uh, strong performances. He did not look good last week. I, I kind of expect this trend to continue here. Um, I'm, I'm saying that uh, Kirk Cousins' slow start is for real for me. 14 out for 32. That's that's just gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough numbers, tough numbers. Uh, ESPN QBR of only 8.2 for what that matters, but... Yeah, not a big number. All right, guys. Um, time for the uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Right before you can't Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tupac. Um, guys, we're going to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, not a lot of people were thinking uh, he was going to have a, a big day against a uh, tough Bears D. Uh, in mile high, but man, did he ball out, uh, caught a critical touchdown pass at the end of the game, uh, was involved throughout, uh, put up big numbers. I think he had 11 catches, uh, just, just an overall big game guy has really rebounded nicely, uh, since that uh, Achilles tear last year, that Achilles tear happened in December, by the way, and he's rebounded this fast. That, that's crazy. Truly like, incredible. Uh, he's gotta be the, uh, leader in the clubhouse for comeback player of the year. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, just looked great. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see if he can keep this going throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, he he looks like he hasn't missed a step or, or even got even, or even got faster than the last time we saw him. He, it's unreal. Dude's a specimen. Um, gets it done even at, you know, past the age of 30. Can't I could not see that coming. No. His age, that, that type of history, two wide receivers, usually that's just the kiss of death, but holy crap, he's... He's coming out firing this year. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, before we get to our uh, week three preview, let's get to our uh, sponsors. So worrying about your next paycheck should never be an issue. Your insufficient funds shouldn't be a reason that your date doesn't take you home tonight. That's where Eddie's Fast Money comes in. 
Whenever you work, get paid instantly with Eddie's Fast Money. And don't worry about holding out until the next paycheck. Your baby will hold on to you tight for that dinner you promised, even if you haven't gotten paid yet. This isn't like any other loan service. They won't be shaking you with any hidden fees. Instead, it's a flat three quarters of a percent of interest for each day you take the money out for. Let's say it costs a hundred bucks for two tickets to paradise, but you don't get paid till tomorrow. Don't worry, you only pay an extra 75 cents. It's a steal. Download the Eddie's Fast Money app today. Type in the promo code SLFG and your first withdrawal paid back within a week is absolutely free of interest. Again, that's Eddie's Fast Money. Download the app and get what you worked for today. Right. Thank you, Eddie's Fast Money. Uh, really, really special there, guys. Always nice to add a new sponsor, so we so we thank Eddie's Fast Money. All right, guys, the uh, the week three uh, preview. Let's get into it. Our first game, the Thursday night football, uh, one of our favorite uh, color rush matchups. We've got <laughs> the Tennessee Titans heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Uh, recent news out of uh, Jacksonville is that uh, Jalen Ramsey, star cornerback, is asking for a trade, but uh, a word is right now that he will actually uh, still start in this game. So uh, the Jaguars are two-point underdogs at home. Uh, Robbie, take it away on this one. Yeah, this is going to be a game that n- nobody's expecting either team to be putting up a whole lot of points. Over-under is at a very low 39, and... Um, this is going to be a defensive battle, especially Thursday night, so usually are. Um, it's going to be Titans, Jags just going at it. For me, this is, uh, this is going to be too much of a grinding game between two division rivals that I'm not – I don't want to touch it. I'm leaning Titans. I, I think they're the better team overall, uh, but I could absolutely see the Jags pulling off the upset at home. Yeah, I'm going Jags here. Uh, don't feel great about it. I, I just like the home team here. How, wait, how many straight years has this game been on Thursday night? <laughs> it's been it's at least too many it's times. at least four. Yeah, they <laughs> checking them off the list. <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to get the Titans it, and the Jags on Thursday night football yeah, and I make mean, it interesting? Maybe, I'm not a Titans or Jags fan, so maybe this is like a big rivalry Thursday night game that they care about. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm taking the Jags here just because of the home team. Both teams with you know, relatively good defenses, run the ball. Yeah, I'm taking the Jags at home. Yeah, for me, I, I like the Titans here. I expect Derrick Henry to have actually a pretty big game. I think uh, this is going to be the first time their Jags are facing a team that is uh, looking to play smash-mouth football this year. Uh, their first two matchups against the pretty pass-happy teams in the Chiefs and Texans, I think the Titans are going to get physical at the line with them. And, uh, you know, I expect Derrick Henry to have a big day. So I think the Titans will control this one. It'll be a close game. I expect it to be one score, but I do think the Titans will cover in one. I mean, Derrick Henry did run away with it Thursday night last oh, year yeah, he, against the Jags. Yeah, like 50 was, fantasy points. That was, oh, that was absurd. <laughs> and when, every, when he hasn't done anything all year, and then I believe that was like first week of playoffs too. Yeah. yeah, he just drops his fifty burger in, and he's a train. You just get him in the open field. He's so, so, you he's so, you fa- just, so much faster than you believe. <laughs> so yeah, if you like uh, good defenses and uh, quarterbacks not being able to read zone concepts, then yeah, this is going to be the uh, game for you. Or colors. 
<laughs> All right, uh, game two, guys. We've got the Denver Broncos heading into uh, the Great White North here, Green Bay, to take on the Packers. Uh, Packers are seven and a half point favorites at home. Uh, we're all on the Packers here, guys. I'm a little shaky on it. I don't know that I'm actually going to bet this one. Uh, it's it's a tight line, but if I had to pick something, I'll, I'll lean Packers. That defense has looked really solid to start the year. I don't expect Joe Flacco to be able to move the ball well um, in Green Bay. Uh, and, and the Packers have just come out. They've they've done uh, they did well enough uh, last week to take care of the Vikings at home. They moved the ball well enough. Clear they're getting the running backs involved, so uh, I, I think they'll come out and control this game. Yeah, I think uh, this could be set up for another very nice Aaron Jones game. Uh, did you guys hear recently that uh, LaFleur came out saying that he wants to give more equal snaps to between him and Jamal Williams? They, yep. Yeah, I I don't know why, but um, yeah, I, I do think uh, this might be a good Aaron Jones game right here. Um. It's, I'm not really expecting that high scoring from either side. Um, I could see Emmanuel Sanders, hey, our uh, good old uh, can't-see-me-player of the week uh, at having another repeat game. I can't see that. You can't? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> can't but, see me. Um, yeah, I, I'm with Evan. I would lean the Packers minus 7.5. I'd feel more cozy if it was minus 6.5, so that's why I'm, pro- I'm not going to be touching this game. I I, th- I like the matchup here for the Packers against the Broncos. I think they can exploit their defense. Um, and I think, you know, Broncos offensively, I think the Packers match up really well with, you know, a couple of good corners on the outside, quick quicker corners. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the Pack- Packers handle this one easily at home and win by more than seven and a half. Yeah. All right. Uh, third game on the docket here, guys. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Detroit Lions. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. Uh, in the city of brotherly love, uh, Robbie, why don't you start us off here? What do you have? God, I'm honestly, I'm still surprised that people are underestimating the Lions because they've been playing well. Their their defense is looking pretty good, and this is a game where. I saw it open up at over under at 46 and was thinking, wow, this is way too high. Both teams are going to be struggling to move the ball. And I think this under hits pretty easily. Um, but I, I think the Lions can keep it competitive in Philly and be able to keep it within a touchdown. Um, so I, I mean, they've, they've got carry on. He, he had a he pretty solid game last week. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the Kenny, Kenny Galladay going on this week and Eagles they they're gonna probably be without Alshon they're gonna be without the Sean Jackson so maybe you're gonna see a little Aguilar step up to the plate um I wouldn't really want to bank on that but against Darius Slay he's god that guy can play he's good would he be the one going up against Slay would he get the Slay Bells (laughs) Slay Bells I, I I probably I don't know who else would or Sega Whiteside, I, they got they don't got they're hurt. Yeah, that, right they're hurt this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's that's sort of why I like the the Lions here. The Eagles banged up offensively. I think you know looking at the playmakers on both sides, the Lions in this game at least have way more playmakers on offense than the Eagles do. Um, I think Matt Stafford gets it done here. 
on the road. I wouldn't go money line, but I definitely feel really good about the, the six and a half points here. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm all Lions here. Uh, they'll keep it close. I expect kind of similar game script to what we saw. The Lions and the Chargers uh, last week should be a low-scoring game. Uh, you know, Kurt, uh, Carson Wentz just has not looked great uh, in his first two games. I mean, that first half against the Redskins was absolutely dreadful. And, and last week he struggled at times against the Falcons to move the ball. Um, still probably a game they should have won, but... Uh, you know, Carson Wentz definitely has some room for improvement until I see him start to, uh, you know, look a little bit better about there, out there. I, I'm definitely thinking the Lions can cover this one. And, um, you know, I think the Eagles might be a little overrated right now. All right. Our fourth game. Uh, I know this was one Adams looking uh, forward to. We've got the Baltimore Ravens heading into Kansas city. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off on this one? Yeah, I think the line at six and a half is uh, that's a good one. I, you know, as much as I am excited for this matchup, I'm not sure I'm going to touch this game gambling. Um, I think if I have to choose, I'm going to take the Ravens with the six and a half points. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see you know Mahomes go up against Mahomes. Really hasn't faced too good of a defense. The Jags on week one were I don't know they're all right, but I, I think the Ravens are the best defense they faced yet. And I think the vice versa, the the Chiefs are the best team the Ravens played so far. Um, so I'm excited to see both these teams clash, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah, this is a game that a lot I I can see a lot of different scenarios playing out. This is another game I don't want to touch. I'm I'd lean Chiefs covering it just because they've been they've been hot even lately. I mean, you you could say the same thing about the Ravens, but you get the Chiefs at home. Um, home opener for them. Home opener for them. Now, I, I mean, not you got all those pass catchers who last week just absolutely lit it up, and I'm actually a little nervous about it just for the fact that Andy Reid at home he he seems to like to run the ball more than he does on the road. On the road, he seems to be more air it out, kind of pass heavy. So, I mean, I'd probably be playing the Marcus Robinson if if I got the chance. Sammy Watkins. Uh, maybe me Cole Hardman too, but I I just don't really feel easy or very uh very uh, comfy cozy about it. Yeah, I you know I don't feel like we know what the Ravens are yet uh, from these first two games, and I don't think uh, this third game is a good one to judge them on either because they're going up against the Chiefs and Arrowhead, uh, two cupcake matchups for them to start off the year. Uh, they took care of business, you know. You have to give them credit for that, um, but you know I I. Don't expect them to come out and win this game uh, in Arrowhead. And I think the Chiefs are going to win by double digits. I just think uh, it's going to be hard for the Ravens to keep up with them. Uh, Pat Mahomes has been hot. And, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't see it stopping anytime soon here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Chiefs. Pretty confident in that? Yeah. I, the one thing I'd say, you know, Chiefs, both the top two Chiefs running backs are questionable. They might they might not be a go. Um, They're not running the ball anyway. Nah. I mean, Ravens went in there last year and gave up a win. That was back when they were running the Joe Flacco offense with yeah. Lamar. I think I think they're they had they're a better gonna... defense though last year. Yeah, we'll see. Much better defense. This might not turn out to be a shootout. Yeah, and it's it's the highest so far at fifty four. That was one of the better games of last year. Oh yeah, it was a great yeah. game. Yep. All right. Um, let's get into our next game here. Keep moving along. 
we've got the Cincinnati Bengals heading into uh, upstate New York to take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Uh, Bills are minus six in this game. Uh, I'll start it off here, guys. I'm, I'm pretty heavily on the Bills after what the Bengals showed me last week. I have no confidence in them. Uh, that defense, I think, will get torched again. Uh, I, I expect uh, Frank Gore to be able to do enough on the ground, and I expect uh, you know Josh Allen to have a big game through the air. And overall, I, I think uh, Sean McDermott's defense is going to be what really takes the day here, though, for the Bills. I expect them to stifle, uh, uh, stymie the uh, Bengals' offense. And uh, I'm not anticipating uh, much points getting put up here. I actually like the under in this game. Yeah, I'm 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 huge on the Bills this weekend. Uh, home opener. This team's two and zero. You know the mafia is going to be going nuts. You know, like football wise, I I like the Bills. They have you know really good really good front seven. I think they're going to put a hold on the Bengals offense. And you know, de- offensively, I think they're going to you know just be really balanced, running the ball. They have Josh Allen running the ball. They saw a lot of QB draws from him, and then. Just throwing it to the outside, you know, guys just catch a ball, get a couple yards at a time. I like the Bills here. They're going to control the game, and I, I like a minus six. Um, yeah, this is this is one for me where it opened. I thought that was a lot of points for the Bills, so I was hesitantly leading the Bengals. Now I'm, I'm starting to shift back to shift to the Bills, and I think this might be one of those that, where as the week goes on, I'm going to feel more comfortable about the Bills. Because, um, yeah, like you said, at home opener – Bengals just haven't been they kind of they look bad last week um and they they could easily just be able to handle it at home um but this game got fantasy wise I mean Josh Allen I think he's the guy you have to play at this point he's a must start he's a Raheem most start <laughs> um but um John Brown I I think he could have a, himself a solid game um I don't know what are have you heard any reports on Devin Singletary? I I don't think I've heard anything about him possibly being back. So this yeah, is probably Frank Gore game. He didn't practice today. Yeah. So um Bengal side of the ball, I'm not really confident in much really on the Bengal side just because that Bills defense is so well, but I think PPR Tyler Boyd could be still pretty safe. I don't think he's going to be shadowed uh by White there, but um yeah, I I mean I think Bills are gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm more talking myself into the Bills <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, I, I'm liking the Bills. All right, all right. Um, next game here on the docket, we have the Atlanta Falcons heading into Indianapolis. The Colts are one and a half point favorites after their big win in Nashville last week. Uh, hopefully, you guys listened uh, last week. Uh, I know it might have been more of us, but I was definitely on the uh, Colts money line so I hope you guys took that um, but enough of me toot my own horn uh, I think this... sure only you had the Colts <laughs> last week <laughs> um, I, I I like the Colts here I think this is game of the week for me uh, really interested to watch this I think this could be uh, two teams that are uh, you know going to be trying to establish the run early on I think the Colts um I think they're going to win this one. I think they are the better team overall, and I expect the, them to dominate the line of scrimmage uh, with their offensive line, establish the run early, and uh, you know take care of business and run uh, play action off that. But 
Uh, Falcons have not showed me much in the first two weeks. I know they got a uh, a good win at home against the Eagles last week, but the Eagles shot themselves in the foot uh, all game. And, uh, you know, by all means, I think uh, the Eagles should have won that game. But uh, I, I think the Colts are a solid team. I think people are still sleeping on them a little bit. And, and I, I still think this is a team that can win the AFC South. Um, right now, they're passing the eye test for me. I think they're probably the best team in the division. Yeah, when you look at the Colts, I mean, they're one of the more physical teams in the league. I think here you got, you know, the home opener against the Falcons, one-and-a-half point line. I, I like the Colts uh, take care of business and get the win at home. Um, could be could be dependent on if Marlon Mack plays. I, I saw today that he didn't practice. Um, that's huge for them if they lose him. I don't think the guys behind them, Jordan Wilkins, Nakeem Hines, can, can really do what the Colts want to do on offense, and that's just pound the ball. Um, you know, those are more backup scat type running backs. So, uh, I think, you know, if Marlon Mack plays, I like the Colts here, honestly. And if he doesn't, I I think I take the Falcons, but it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm just still kind of leaning Falcons as being the better team. So I'm hesitantly liking the money line here. I'm not really pushing at it quite yet, but um, I, I think that Falcons offense just, I mean, it did. They did get a lot of breaks um, with the help of some Eagles injuries last week. Um, but I, I, I still think they're the better team, but I may be sleeping on the Colts still a little bit. Um, but You were in Atlanta today. I was in Atlanta today. <laughs> it, it could just be uh, just from being around there. You know? Getting those Falcon vibes. Uh, ATL. We're we're gonna avoid the topic of Devontae Freeman because with each passing week, I feel like Robbie is getting more and more right about his prediction. Yeah, uh, being not a good option out there. So only mildly panicking. Uh, but uh, going into our next game here, guys, uh, we've got the uh, Oakland Raiders heading into Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings are actually nine point favorites here. In uh, a line that really shocked me out of the gate, I was surprised to see it. Um, same, I hit Raiders hard. Uh, that that seems like way too much. This isn't uh, the same Raiders team as last year. Uh, I I think that they'll be able to move the ball well enough to put up some points and and stay in the game. You know, the Vikings aren't a team. I don't see them being able to really pull away in this one by scoring a ton of points. Um, if the Raiders don't turn the ball over, uh, I, I think they'll be able to stay in this game and, and uh, you know they'll be able to cover that easily. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I think this is maybe a little overreaction to the Raiders just getting absolutely pounded by the Chiefs in in, uh, in Oakland this past weekend. But I I do think the Raiders are a good team and they could keep it competitive against the Vikings, a Vikings team that, I mean. I don't know, besides running the ball, they haven't looked that great to me. Um, I think this could be a low-scoring game, which I think would be able to keep it within nine points pretty easy. Nah, I like the Vikings here. I, I just think, you know, the the game script they gave out week one at home against the Falcons, I, I think they're going to try to do it again, and I think it's going to work. I don't, I, think, I don't think the Raiders have enough uh, physicality in that front seven to stop the power-rushing offense of the Vikings. And then when you look at the Raiders offensively, they really only have three options 
Um, and I think the Vikings defense is good enough to maybe take away two of those and make them, you know, one dimensional. And I, I just don't think the, the Raiders are going to be able to put up, put up enough points to cover here. So yeah, I'm, I'm really liking the Vikings here at minus nine. Uh, let's go now to the defending Super Bowl champion, the New England Patriots, our 22-point favorites in Foxborough against the Luke Falk-led Jets. Uh, J-E-T-S, I-I-I. Um, guys, for me, 22 is a lot for a division game. I know the Patriots covered that easily against the Dolphins last week, but... This Jets team is nowhere near as bad as the Dolphins. I think this is an overreaction. I expect the Jets to be able to cover the 22 here. I, I do not. I mean, you, the Jets last week, you know, they lost by 17 at home on a primetime game. I think the Patriots just come in here and boat race them. Uh, they, they're a team that I mean, Tom Brady's out there in the fourth quarter. This is a team that looks like they're pissed off and want to score as many points as possible. I think... <laughs> I think this is a lock for the over. Uh, not for the over, for Pats minus 20, 22 points. It's a lot, but they're at home. And, you know, that defense is going to eat eat Luke Falk up. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Patriots. I, I've kind of been back and forth on this one. It's I don't think it's a lock by any means, though. But um, because Adam Gase, he's, he's played the Patriots multiple times before, so he knows how to play him, even with a – Dolphins team last year who wasn't really that great, um, who didn't really have a somebody to throw the ball. I'd, and, uh, I mean, Jets have been scarred with a lot of injuries so far. I think they're going to get Quentin Williams back, which is going to help them a little bit. Um, I think it's assuming C.J. Mosley is still going to be out. But, yeah, this is a game I'm not touching. Um, I just see that the Jets could keep it close. But at the same time, the Patriots could absolutely boat race them. This is way too much of a toss-up for me. All right. Uh, We have the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Miami Dolphins in our next game. The Cowboys are 21.5-point favorites. Another monster spread here. Uh, But we better get accustomed to that when it involves the Dolphins because they're going to be – Double-digit dogs in just about every game, it feels. And uh, this is a game where I expect the Cowboys to fully be able to cover the 21-and-a-half, especially when they're going to be in their own barn. And the Dolphins have shown no ability to stop the run yet this year. Zeke's going to have a monster day. They won't be able to stop play action. This is something that feels like an absolute lock to me. Give me the Cowboys all day. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't even think I need to go too much into it because the Dolphins are an absolute dumpster fire and the Cowboys at home, they could easily beat them by over three touchdowns. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Give me the boys. I agree. The boys at home, it, it's almost like it's going to be a practice game for them. They're going to go out and run their offense pretty loosely. I, I, you know, Cowboys all day here. Yeah. Let's hear it for the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> all right. Um, Next game we have here, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming off a, a big win against the Carolina Panthers last Thursday night. They are hosting the Daniel Jones-led Giants. Uh, he's going to make his NFL regular season debut. Guys, uh, with the caveat that Sterling Shepard is playing, 
I'm actually going to take the Giants here. I, I think they'll be able to cover this in Tampa. I'm not convinced that the Bucks are a good team. I They haven't impressed me really yet. Uh, the only reason they won last week was Cam was absolutely dreadful, and as it comes out now, definitely hurt. Um, I, I think the Giants will be able to do enough. Uh, Daniel Jones looked relatively good in uh, the preseason, so I'm interested to see. I think Saquon Barkley will do enough on the ground to keep them in this game. And, uh, you know, they should be able to, you know, hang in it well enough to at least uh, beat this spread. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little uncertain. I'm leading towards the Buccaneers just because their defense under Todd Bowles is looking pretty good. Um, I mean, la- last weekend, I mean, granted, you've got a little bit of uh, uh, Cam being hurt, yes, but uh, still, I... T- think the Bucks were looking pretty good as a team they were moving the ball offensively decently um but I think against this Giants defense they're going to be able to put up points and I don't know I'm kind of I don't it's it's a question mark to me about whole Daniel Jones because he could absolutely surprise us and just light a fire so that's that's the reason why I'm not really touching this but I would lean Buccaneers yeah I'm, you know, as long as this line doesn't get to seven, I'm going to pound the bucks here. Uh, you you saw it at the end of that Thursday game. You know, the, the, the offense started to come together. I think this is a get-right game for the offense here on the extended week with having played Thursday night last week. You know, this is at home against a rookie quarterback who's had his fumbling issues so far on the field. And I think the Bucks get a turnover here too. Turnover two here. Um, sort of light it up offensively through the air, and I think it's a get-right game. Buck, I, I'd say they won by, by a t- at least a touchdown. All right. Uh, looks like I'm lone wolf in that one, guys. Next game we have uh, Cardinals are hosting the Carolina Panthers and the Big Toaster. Uh, because Cam Newton's uh, uncertainty to play in this game, the line is actually off. It did open before uh, Cam's injury designation as Panthers minus two, uh, so they were two-point favorites on the road. For our purposes, we're going to assume this is a pick but I really like the Cardinals all the way down to minus three here, guys. Uh, I think, you know, the Panthers, I don't expect them to do much with a backup quarterback in play, and even if Cam plays at this point, um, based on how hobbled he is, I, I don't know how effective he'll be able to be. He was uh, horribly inaccurate last Thursday. Uh, I expect more of the same there. I know the Cardinals' defense is is not stopping anybody yet thus far, but um, I'm not believing in what the Panthers uh, are putting out lately, and uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover this at home. Carolina Panthers, just just rest Cam for a little bit. I mean, he's obviously not fully recovered from that injury, which, by the way, I think when it came up, it was like, somewhere between two and eight week injury and they try to put put him back in after the two weeks so just rest the guy just get him healthy because otherwise you're going to just get an awful team like you got the end of last year and I mean we've seen teams like Colts did it before last year they started off real weak but then they came out hot and into the playoffs looking real strong um I honestly my two cents they they got just rest the guy um the Panthers' backups—they are atrocious, um, and that's being very gener- very nice to them too. Oh, come um, on. You don't like Kyle Allen? <sighs> wow, he's just—he's uh, phenomenal. What can I say? <laughs> um, 
No, but whatever. I, I'm interested to see what this line's going to come out to be, but I, I'm generally really liking the Cardinals to get their first victory here, uh, especially at home. This this Panthers team, I I don't know how well they, they'll be able to move the ball even against this Cardinals' real bad secondary. So I, I'm, I'm liking the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm liking the Cardinals here too. Um, it's tough when you don't really have a line, but I, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, put your faith in a uh, Kyle Allen offense. They got the playmakers, but you know they're going to have to have a specific game script go right for them to win this game. I think where the Cardinals, they've been improving in both their their first two games, and you know I think at home here they they do get their first one of the year. All right, yeah, well, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, Kyler, how he uh, shows up here. Hopefully he can get his first win uh, of his uh, career. So, Got to be better than the red zone. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Um, guys, uh, our next game, we have the uh, New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees heading to Seattle to play in that always tough stadium. Uh, taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. This one surprised me, guys, but we're actually all on the Saints. Uh, Adam, you're you're believing a little bit more than uh, Robbie and I are, so why don't you take this one away? You know, I went Saints money line last week and did not do well for me. Uh, I'm doing it again this week, and I think with a whole week's whole game or week's game plan, I think they can beat the Seahawks team. I, they got enough playmakers on offense. You know, Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but to be honest, like. He's not the same as he was when he was MVP. Um, I think they can get adequate production out of the uh, Taysom Hill-Teddy Bridgewater combo. And, you know, they still have a good defense. When you look at Seattle, I, I, I mean, if, if, they don't, if they don't run the ball on the Saints, they're not, I don't think they're going to win this game. I don't think they're going to be able to throw for much. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning the Saints here. I think they, they keep, the, keep the ball on the ground. Um you know, a couple of trick plays, trick plays here and there from Sean Payton, and then they get the dub here. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's tempting. I mean, four and a half just kind of seems like a lot for how close I expect this game to be. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Seahawks won this game, um, but you know, it should just be the as you said, a, a pretty gritty game. Uh, very heavily focused on the running game. Uh, you know, two relatively strong defenses, uh, you know, at least on the front sevens. Uh, you know, I, I just think we're going to see something pretty low scoring, and, and the Saints should be able to stay in this game long enough. And, and I expect them to even have a shot to win it at the end, but it should be a close enough game for them to cover here. Yeah, I'm, I'd like to I'm, – I'm leaning Saints uh, – I'd like to believe that Sean Payton's going to have a game plan coming out for Teddy Bridgewater and take some hill. Going to, as I said, maybe do a, do make, add in a little trickery. Um, I see this game maybe coming more to like three or four points, so that's why I'm leaning more Saints, but I've, I'm just not feeling super confident about it the way Teddy Bridgewater came in last game. But, I mean, again, I, I think maybe a week of work could maybe help them out. Um, so, I mean, I still, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm just un, uneasy about this. 
Yeah, I mean, I expect it to be a close game, but I, I just I don't really envision the scenario where the Seahawks are running away with this one. Uh, and I, I just I see it being one score late, and Saints got the ball, and they've and they got a chance. So, you know, I, I I have a hard time. Uh, you know, Maybe Will Lutz uh, field goal there to win a game. Yeah, it might be <laughs> or uh, you know something close to it. I you know. We'll see. I just the Saints are they have too much talent on both sides of the ball, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And Sean Payton is a good enough coach. He'll he'll draw something up. I have full faith in him to uh, keep this team competitive in Drew Brees' absence. Yeah, I think I think this line might be a similar reaction to like you know when Andrew Luck left the Colts. They a lot of people expected them to just fall apart, and they're showing now that you know they're a talented roster and they're they're a pretty good team to be reckoned with. So I, I think you see the same thing out of the Saints this week after getting boat raced last week. All right, uh, next game we have the Houston Texans heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are three and a half point favorites at home, if you can really call it a home. Uh, guys. This is a pretty crazy uh, unanimous here. We we need like an alarm or something for this. We are all on Texans money line here, uh, all believing in the road dogs. We like them to win outright. Uh, Robbie, start it off for us. Why do you have so much conviction? Um, I I just like what the Texans are doing. Their offense is looking pretty good. Um, chart. I think this game's going to end up being a little bit of a shootout uh, with the Chargers little beat, beat up secondary there and uh, uh both sides can move the ball um but i i think the texans are being ex- pretty extremely undervalued here i think at this point in time they're the better team um i think deshaun watson looks great um they're able to use carlos hyde and duke johnson to move the ball on the ground and then have deandre hopkins move it through the air and i think this game is gonna become a pretty uh pass heavy game and i think you're gonna see a little bit of the over and i really like god this is a minus three and a half seems a little unfair to the texans yeah i'm looking at i'm looking at this chargers minus three and a half versus the texans and then the eagles are minus six and a half against the lions you know like that doesn't i mean unless they vegas thinks lions really got lucky with that win I, I don't really understand this. The Chargers didn't really look good at all in uh in Detroit last week. Texans they, they didn't look that good. They got the win. Um I'm thinking I'm thinking at least they do that. They might they might win big here in, in, in San Diego or in LA. RIP San Diego Chargers. Um but no, I like I like the Texans here. Watson, I think he's gonna ball out on a secondary that's a little hurt, a little banged up for, uh there with the Chargers, so yeah, I, I definitely like the Texans here, and I like them enough to go money line for sure. I think this game is going to come down to um, Watson's ability to escape the pocket and uh, kind of elude the rush because the uh, Chargers D-line is going to be able to uh, get penetration on this uh, Texans offensive line that isn't the best. Uh, Chargers have great pass rushers, but as I said, um, you know, Watson is very elusive. Uh, you know, and it's going to come down to his ability to make plays outside the pocket. I believe he will be able to do it, and uh, you know, I expect them to win this game. All right, uh, our next game. This is one I'm looking forward to. Uh, as we let off, Big Ben 
uh, out for the season. So Mason Rudolph is leading the Steelers into San Francisco to take on the Niners. Niners are six and a half point favorites uh, now. Guys, uh, you know, kind of like what we just talked about uh, with the Saints and, and maybe a little bit of an overreaction to losing the quarterback. I see something similar here with the Steelers. I think Mason Rudolph will be able to keep this one close. Not necessarily sure the Steelers are going to win this one, but, uh, you know, six and a half is a lot in the NFL. And, uh, you know, the Chargers or the, I'm sorry, the Steelers, their run defense is still really solid. I expect them to be able to contain the rushing attack of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, which really set up their entire game plan last week. I don't think they'll have nearly as much success running the ball against the Steelers as they did against the Bengals. Um, I'm looking for a closer game there for... I still think the Steelers' offense is going to be able to move the ball well enough to stay in the game. Overall, I'm thinking 49ers win, but they're not going to win by 6.5. Yeah, I'm, this is one of those games I'm not really going to touch. Um you know, I think there's a pretty pretty high or wide range of outcomes for this game. I, I mean, Mason Rudolph, I don't know if anybody really knows what you're going to get there. And then with the 49ers, I mean, they're a team that, you know, didn't look that good week one. They got the win, but, uh, you know, a couple couple pick sixes there. And then last week looked great. Um, I'm not sure which team you're going to see here, that, you know, with the game being in San Francisco home opener for them. I don't, I'm not. I'm not too sure on this one. So yeah, I'm staying away. If I had to pick, I'd take the Steelers plus uh, plus six and a half. But I, I don't feel good about that whatsoever. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not really that comfortable with this. There's just too many variables. A couple you mentioned there. You got Minka Fitzpatrick coming over. How much is he going to be used? Is he going to even play? There's just a lot going on in this game of a lot of unknowns. That but. I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball. You don't know if John, uh, James Conner is going to start. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think both teams will have the ability to move the ball. And with this over-under at 44, I'm, I'm liking the over on this one. Um, I think you're, you're going to see a lot of productions out of both sides of the ball. All right. Um Guys, the Sunday Night Football, uh, America's Game of the Week, we have the Los Angeles Rams heading into Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are three-point dogs at home, looking for redemption after that awful performance they put out in Week 1 against the Titans. Uh, Dog Pound deserves better. Robbie, do you think they'll they'll answer here? I'm leaning that the Rams cover. Um... I feel pretty good about that, mostly because Browns, yeah, they they ended up uh, absolutely dominating the Jets, but a lot of that had to do with Trevor Simeon going out early, and then you throw in little Luke Falk into the action, and everything just hits the fan right away. So I I think the Rams are a much better team, and they're going to be able to come in composed to the dog pound and be able to show them why they're the better team. Um. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the way I look at this one, I think the Browns, I think week one was a fugazi for them. That game did not go as planned. Baker looked pretty bad, just couldn't do anything defensively. I think last week you saw you know, signs of improvement there, and maybe it's just that they need to feed ODB. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the Browns here at home, uh, money line actually, to beat the Rams. I think – you know, for a team 
I think they match up pretty well against the Rams. I think, you know, if they want to, they can run the ball. I, I hope they try feeding Chubb 25 times, make it more of a ball control game, uh, slow down that Rams quick offense. And, uh, yeah, I think they got enough playmakers on defense to, you know, get a turnover or two for the – and then, uh, yeah, I think, I think they get the win here in Cleveland. I'm excited to see this game, though, because uh, I think – I think the Browns have a chance to be pretty good. Take take advantage of that Steelers uh, Big Ben injury. I I'm I'm leaning Rams here. Uh, I was high on the Browns to start off the year. Obviously, not the start they were hoping for against Tennessee in that Week One opener. Week Two, uh, Baker looked a little bit better, but it was still definitely it appears to be shaking off some rust. Uh, wasn't outstanding by any means. I I'm leaning the Rams here. Rams, they've got the experience. You know, they've been here before. They've played in these big games. Browns are still kind of new on the scene. Uh, I also don't think the Browns will have an answer for the outside passing weapons uh, of the Rams' offense. I know uh, Denzel Ward is available to take one of those options away, but that's beauty in the Rams' offense is there's three essentially number one wide receivers that they are comfortable utilizing. Oh, and they've got a great rushing attack, too. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was able to uh, gash the Browns pretty good in uh, last week's game, even despite uh, you know the, the Jets being down to the third quarterback. Browns were able to load the box, and you know Bell was still able to do well enough on the ground. I expect um, you know, the Rams to be able to run the ball in this one as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think the Rams will cover the three here, and, uh, you know, I, I'm Fairly confident in that. Like a little side note for me, um, just a little player you might want to keep your eye on because he might be uh, uh, coming up uh, maybe up in the future. Um, but Dontrell Hilliard, running back for the Cleveland Browns, um, I, th- I think this is uh, – he's he was out last game with a concussion, but it seems like this organization really likes him. And he started returning punts for them, or not punts, kicks for them last year. And they started off this year giving him the first goal line touchdown of the year. So I think he might be a guy who be sneaky coming in um, over the next couple of weeks. And if you're a Chubb owner, I would absolutely recommend grabbing him if you've got the room for it. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really interesting when he got used uh, in that uh, you know ten zone in week one. Uh, you know. They have to be comfortable with him. I know he's got a much slighter frame than Nick Chubb, but like you said, uh, you know, if the front office feels strongly about the guy and the coaching staff likes him, he's going to get an opportunity. So, yeah, interesting to see what he does. All right, Monday Night Football, we have the Washington Redskins hosting the Chicago Bears. The Redskins are four-point dogs at home. Um, guys, I'm I'm all in on the Bears here. I think this is a get-right game for the offense. Uh, they have not looked good through two weeks, but I I don't expect uh, as dreadful performance as we saw the first two weeks. I think the the Bears offense will uh, be able to score at least twice, if not three times, in this game, uh, which is more than they can say for their previous two weeks. Um, the Bears' defense is uh, going to be what really decides this game, though. I expect them to keep the Redskins in check. Uh, I'm not anticipating a Redskins being able to score more than 13 or so points in this one. Bears should be able to cover the four, uh, you know. But the Redskins have looked good so far. 
uh, Case Keenum has is, is opened some eyes in his first two games. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I like, I like the Bears here on the road. I think I agree with Evan about the offensive get-right game. I think this is maybe where you see the, the wheels start turning on this Bears offense that, you know, was pretty good last year and has not looked good so far this year. Uh, I think I think this is the week where, you know, they can take advantage of a Redskins defense it's a little banged up uh not the best secondary i think i think they take advantage of uh some some matchups that they haven't had the first two weeks against rather good defenses and uh i think yeah i think they get right and i just can't see case keenum doing all that much to keep up um, facing the bears defense for me i'm i'm again uneasy about this team but i the spread and this over under i think it's a coin toss to me because you could see one of two offenses on the field you could either see that bears offense that is still um pretty inept and slow and lethargic or you could see the one that ended up um similar situation last year where they go to the west and face an arizona cardinals team which they barely squeak out a 16 to 14 victory and then they show up next week against the bucks after everybody's written this offense off putting up 45 points so I could see, honestly, to me, I think it could be either one of the those scenarios. Either they do a lot or do absolutely nothing but, but rely on the defense to get by with the victory. Um, but one thing I'm thinking about it I really do like is um, I haven't seen any of the team totals out yet, but assuming this over-under 41.5 and four-point spread, then you're going to get the Bears projected about 22.75 points and the Redskins 18.75. So if the Redskins end up over under 18 and a half, I don't think there's any way they they get there. I think that's an easy under. Yeah, I think that ba- Bears a- defense is the one thing you could trust. Yeah, against AP, I don't think... Yeah, I think this might put a cover on this the uh this offense and say, you know, if you want to ground, ground it for 40 yards and kick a field goal, that's fine with us. Because, I, I mean, as long as they keep – they're going to win this game as long as they keep them from making big plays down the field. Yeah. I mean, scary Terry McLaurin. He's been looking pretty he's good. Been, he has been. And he's been a guy that they're, they they want to get the ball. Um, but I think this Bear team could absolutely shut him down and shut down Case Keenum. Um, God, he, yeah. Redskins aren't putting up that many points. All right, uh, guys, let's take a look back at our picks and come up with our podcast parlay. So we are all on the Texans' money line, so we like that. Um, we also were all really in on the Cowboys, uh, minus 21.5, and then the Lions, minus 6.5. So, um, you know, strong options there. Uh, two road teams out of three, but... Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about that. Each of these teams, I'm expecting to be able to hold their own. Yep. Yeah, Don't tell me you guys have never gotten the lead out. <laughs> All right. I guess that means it's time for the lead pipe locks. Uh, R- Robbie, why don't you start us off? So my lead pipe lock of the week is in the Lions Eagles games. This is the under 46. I don't see a whole lot of these off. A lot of offense from either side of the ball, and these. Um, two defenses they're they're pretty good um albeit uh eagles are a little bit banged up but um this 46 that's that's a lot of points honestly i don't really even if it they do put up a lot of points in with these offenses i don't see any more than like a 2024 final so i'm really liking 
the under on this one. Adam? Yeah, uh, just to circle back to the podcast parlay and betting last week, uh, down 50 bucks. Um, the Bears minus two and a half was a bad beat there. Uh, we hit it on the Bills, and then the Bengals were just total miss. Uh, so, yeah, down, down 50 on the year. We're looking to rebound uh, this week with the Cowboys, Texans, and Lions. And then my uh, my lock of the week is going to be the Patriots at home against the Jets. I just I can't see the Jets scoring more than ten points this game. Patriots they're going to take advantage of you know having Antonio Brown on the field when they do, and uh, I think I think they they win easily here, and and I think they cover the twenty two and a half. For me, guys, it's uh, Rams minus three. I know they're on the road at Cleveland, but uh, you know until Baker uh, shakes the rust off, I, I definitely don't think they should be getting as much credit as being able to go toe to toe with this Rams team, who is the defending NFC champion. Uh, you know, Rams have a very good defense; they'll be able to put some pressure on uh, Baker. I think he'll be running for his life back there, and you know. The Rams' offense can just uh, keep the pedal to the metal. They can hurt you on the ground. They can hurt you through the air. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, for my money, you know, when when you've got the Rams and, and it's such a small spread, just take the better team here. Uh, it seems seems like it's uh, you know common sense to me. But uh, so that's it, guys. We've got the Patriots minus twenty two. Lions and Eagles under 46, and the Rams minus 3. So those are the lead pipe locks. Uh, Adam, why don't you end it off here with the power parlay of the week? Okay, uh, this is going to be an interesting one. We're taking the two huge favorites. Uh, We're taking the Cowboys at home against the Dolphins, minus 21.5. We're taking the Patriots, minus 22.5 at home against the Jets. And then we're going Texans money line here, Um, you know, they're they're on the road against the Chargers plus three and a half. Uh, I think they went outright. So um, yep, Mo- Texans money line, Patriots and Cowboys. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for the episode. Uh, good wo- good luck to everybody in week three. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to do a little bit better on these lead pipe locks this time. Let's hit one of these parlays too. Come on. Come on, time, man. This is the week. Till next time, guys. Take care.